Hey, this is Clint Shuttlesworth. I'm the pastor at Valiant Church, and this is our podcast. I hope our time together will help you see God working in your life and that he loves you so much. Our prayer for you is that you will continue to chase after God with all your heart and go out and love on some people. So with that being said, we hope you enjoy the message. Hey, I am, uh, first of all, I'm so excited about today, uh, just because we get to hang out with our church family and get to see you guys' beautiful faces, and then I also know that there's going to be some good food today. That's an amazing thing, too. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be cooking anything, uh, which is great, Um, but I'm just, I'm excited because of what God has been showing uh, Emily and I in the future direction of our church and, and where he's leading us, but more importantly, the future direction for our own lives. Amen? That's muy importante. That's pretty good, wasn't it? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, I'm just, I'm excited because there's always, there, there's always going to be times in our lives where there's mountaintop experiences and then there's valley moments. There's, there's the climb and then there's the decline. There's, there's always going to be roads that we go down and roads we choose not to go down. There, that's a part of life. Amen? Um, and, and every part of that is preparation for what God wants to do in your life. So before I get started today, if you have your church app, which still for some reason is not live on the actual app store, but you can download the My Church app and pull that up through that. If you want to go ahead and do that, um, download the My Church app on either Android or Apple, you can download um, that app and then search and you'll find the Valiant Church app. And if you click on the notes at the very bottom, the notes for today are right there. It's crazy, I know. Uh, technology, woohoo! Um, but it's, uh, today we're going to be talking about leaving a legacy. Leaving a legacy. I, I've always thought of like leaving a legacy as kind of like something that one person does. You know what I mean? I, I've, I always want to leave a legacy. I want to leave a legacy. But when you really think about what the word legacy means, it's a rich inheritance. You know, and, and I believe that we as a church can leave a rich inheritance to our young ones and to the ones that are going to come through this church and other churches on this island to continue to be city changers. I believe that wholeheartedly. I do. I believe that wholeheartedly. I believe that the best is yet to come, and I know that a lot of churches say that, but it is so true. The best is yet to come. This isn't everything that God has for Valiant Church, but more importantly, this isn't everything that God has for you personally. You personally. There's, there's stories in this room. There's, there's people that are going through absolute chaos right now. They don't see a way out. But your God is your way out. Your Heavenly Father, your Abba Father is the one that's directing. He's going to take you and lead you through this process. There's others of us in this room that have come through the darkness. And God is restored. And God is continuing to restore and renew our lives on a daily basis. And God is using your story to make a huge impact. And there's others of us in this room that are still trying to figure this thing out. We've put our toes into the water, so to speak. We've kind of, ooh, this is ooh, it's a little bit chilly. And we're just not sure. We're right there, but we're not sure. We've seen what God's done in other people's lives, but we're not sure if it's for us. And that's okay. You're in a good place. Exactly right where God has you. But I believe that the best is yet to come. I believe that a revival is going to happen on this island. 
And I'm not talking about a church revival where we're sweating. I kind of set you up for that a little bit because it's like an in-house church revival right now. <laughs> oh, that wasn't funny. Okay. But I, I'm talking about God's kind of revival, ones that shake the very foundation of a city to its very, very core to where you see a ripple effect that happens not only in one church, but in multiple churches across the island, multiple neighborhoods across the island, that there is a, a foundation that is being built, and God has been building on that foundation for these last few years. And I do believe 100% that a revival is coming like we've never seen before. And I'm not trying to be hokey pokey, and I'm not trying to sound all weird and super spiritual, but I'm preaching truth, truth that's going to set people free, that we're going to walk down the streets and people are going to come to know who Jesus Christ is because we are there. Glad three people believe that. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not, it doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't deter me at all because I saw what Jesus did with 12. 12 people. I saw I saw it in the, in, the, in the Word of God where thousands of people came to know, the, to know our God in one day. I saw that multiple times on, in the Word of God. The Word of God is truth. It is life. It is everything to us. It's God's holy inspired word for us. And so I'm going to believe the same things that happened back then in the, in the first days of the church are going to happen right here and now. My God is the same God. He hasn't fallen asleep. He's not in the bathroom relieving himself. He's the same God. Mighty and powerful. But in order for us to continue to leave that rich inheritance, that legacy, our hearts and our spirits and, and, and everything about us has to prepare ourselves for what God wants to do. Have you ever just sat and go, man, it would be so great to win the lottery? You know, have you ever thought about that? I have. I think about it all the time. Man, what would I do with $400 million? I would do a whole bunch. I think about all the churches that we could plan. I think about all, then I think about the house I could build. I think about the truck I could get. I think about, yeah, 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 You know, it goes from this super spiritual thing to this, whoa, man, this would be cool. You ever thought about the relationships that you really want in your life? You ever thought about the man or the woman that you want to marry? Have you ever thought about the investment it takes to find that kind of person in your life? It just doesn't happen. You're just not going to, it's just not going to just happen, right? You got to have a conversation with somebody, you know? You got to go on a couple dates at least, hopefully, you know? Kind of figure each other out, kind of know if this is what God is leading you to do. You, you, you prepare yourself, right? It's the same thing with your, with your relationship with with Jesus Christ, like it's amazing, it's a free gift, this relationship that he has, and he gives to us this gift of salvation that forever changes, like forever changes our life. But then that's where we stop, we're like, okay, we got it, and, and that's great, but there's so much more for you, there's so much more for you, there's so much more for you. God has really been impressing on my heart that there's so much more for us. Not only as a church family, I believe wholeheartedly there's so much more for us as a church family. I know that for a fact. God doesn't start something to stop something. But I also know that there's so much more for you, personally. There's so much more for me, 
personally with my relationship with Jesus Christ. It's amazing. It's amazing. We've been pressing in hard. We've been reading books. We've been reading the Word of God. We've been trying to, we're just, we're just like, God, man, we just so desperately want you. We so desperately need you, God. And I know it starts, God, and, 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 and God, you're, you're pushing and you're directing, God, but I want to I be able to communicate that to our family here, God. I want to be able to communicate this in such a way, Father, that, 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 that we would all start running in the same direction wholeheartedly. Because there's people outside of these walls dying every single day. And I don't know if they know who Jesus Christ is. I don't know if they've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I don't want to be a church that doesn't, doesn't have the provisions ready for when people come into the door to accept Jesus Christ. I don't want to be that church where we have to turn people away. And, and to be honest, right now, we are turning people away because we, have, we don't have the provisions for people who want to come to know Jesus because there is no parking. There is, there is, there is there's no space. There's no space to grow. There's, there's no those things. And I know my God is bigger than that, but I also know my God has given me a brain. I know there's more. And God has done mighty things. I don't ever want to take that away from what God has done. He has done mighty, mighty things. It's been insane story after 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 story of, of life-changing things that are happening in people that have come into this place. And I will never discredit that, but God wants to widely spread that throughout this island. He wants to use us as a church to do that. He wants to use other churches to do that, to, to communicate his love and his message in such a bold way that people can't, can't dispute the truth any longer. I know it's a lot to take in. Our vision is to see every man, woman, and child come to know Christ personally. That means over 45,000 people on this island that need to come to know who Jesus Christ is personally. And it's not a small task. But I know God wants us to play a part in that. I'll never want people to go through life not knowing who their Savior really is. And I know not everybody's going to accept that gift, but we're going to do everything, and I mean everything possible, to make sure that they have an opportunity to. Amen? Amen. We all have to play our part. I was sitting talking to my buddy, Jay Blackburn. He's a pastor over... He's not the pastor, but he's a pastor over at uh, uh, Coastal Community Church. Great church. Love them over there. Aaron uh, is an incredible pastor, an incredible leader on this island. Um, and, and Jay helps run Christ Together Galveston. We're part of a network of churches here on this island, over 20 churches that meet together regularly, pray together, actually have relationships with one another, that we're not intimidated by one another. We're just like, we know we can't do this alone. We need to, to come together. And Jay and I hang out and and uh, he's got really bad jokes, by the way. But, I'm, you know, it's neither here or there. You know, I mean, I'm so serious all the time. So, but he hands me this book, and he says, hey, man, I really, I really think that you should read this with me. And I was like, okay, well, talk, talk to me about it. Revival starts here. It's a, that's cool. Hey, and it's small. Praise God. You know, I'm like, hey, I like small books because I'm not really great at reading. And um, so he, he was telling me the story behind Pastor Dave Clayton, who wrote this book. And, 
And God just started stirring in my heart, man, just stirring in my heart, stirring in my heart. This is what I want for you. This is what I want for this island. This, and Jay and I just started dreaming together and, 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 and just strategizing. And how do we do this? How do we get the names of every man, woman, and child? And, and how, do, how do we start to, to, to really pray over every man, woman, and child on this island? How do we, how do, we do that? How do we do that? How do we do that? How do we? And we just, we just started diving into this book. And I gave it to Emily, and I read it. And then I listened to it, and I'm reading it again. And this is very unusual for me to read read a book one time, let alone three times. And so God is showing me something fresh and new. And what's happened in Nashville, Tennessee is going to happen here. And I, and I believe that wholeheartedly because God always directs and always shows. And it's not just for one place. It's always for a multitude of people. Do you hear that? What, what God is doing here is not just meant for us. It's meant for everybody. It's not just meant for us. It's meant for everybody. When God moves, it's meant for all his kids, not just some of his kids, okay? And, and so I know that God is up to something cool, and I know that you've heard me say that 4,000 times. God is up, up, up to something. He's just up to something. He's just, he's just stirring. He's just moving. But let me just tell you why I say that so many times, because when you walk hand in hand with the creator of the whole world, the creator of you and I, he's always up to something. He's always moving, he's always directing, he's always leading, he's always loving, he's always providing, he's always healing, he's always doing what he does because he's God. <laughs> he is who he is and he's the great I am. And so when, when God is calling you, listen to me church, when God is calling you to something new in your life, you should always, always, always go straight to prayer and fasting. Fasting, fasting, huh? Fasting, Clint, really? Fasting? Fast, fasting, 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 fasting. Isn't that just Old Testament stuff, Clint? I mean, I know Jesus did it, but is that just like, you know, maybe, can we just go straight to prayer? Yeah, you can go straight to prayer, and that's great. That's a great place to start. But I'm telling you, when you take the next steps in your life and you start to deprive yourself and you're focused in on the Word of God, you're focusing on time of prayer, you're focusing on worshiping God during that time, something starts changing in your life. And I'm going to be honest with you. I really, as I read this book, I, I really had a, a conviction in my heart because I, I've, I've, I've done 40-day fasts. I've, I've tried to do 40-day fasts. I've done fasting. I've, had, I've been a part of churches that made us do fasts. I've been a part of churches that asked us to do fasts, and I've always kind of, I, have, I, I really looked back as I started reading this book, and I started really, really looking inwardly on the inside. I'm like, what, what is my take on fasting? And I've always, and this is not a very fun thing to say, but I've always had a sense about it. It's, it's just another burden. It's one more thing that I've got to do. And God, I don't know if I really, I mean, I don't know if, I, if it's even working for me. And I hate saying that. I hate admitting that. But God has called me as a, as a pastor to be an open book. And it's not easy. Fasting is not easy. It never meant to be easy. It, God didn't design it to be easy. He designed it to be hard so that we found our strength in him and him alone. 
But I believe that God is calling us in the month of July to go into a time of prayer and fasting as a church. For the first thing is, is for yourself personally, to draw yourself closer to God, but secondly, to, to see what God wants to do in and through this church corporately. And so we're going to call this church to a time of prayer and fasting. And today is going to be a day that I go through some pragmatical things. And these next three weeks, we're going to be preparing ourselves for the month of July so that we don't go into it blindly, so that we don't go into it with a misconception of, I've got to do a 30-day fast. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know what that means. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not calling you to do something, something crazy, but I'm calling you to do, take the first step the first step, and it's, it's not going to be overwhelming, I promise you. The enemy is going to tell you it is, and that's where you have to pray. You've got to get into your word. You've got to worship through the fast. It's essential. I want to, I want to point back again to Matthew chapter 3, starting in verse 13. I'm not going to read it all because it's a really long deal, but I'm going to paraphrase it. We talked about it last week. Because anything that Jesus actually does, he is showing us that he, he, he thinks it's a good idea that we do as well. Because when he left the earth, he said, you're going to do even greater things than I did. It's going to be found in your notes on, uh, on your app. Um, there's a reference right there. You can go back and read the whole story. Matthew chapter 3, starting in verse 13 through chapter 4 through 17, okay? And this is the progression of when Jesus got baptized to when he went into the wilderness and he fasted and he prayed for 40 days and was tempted by the enemy. And then his ministry started. I believe that this is in the word of God, not just for a cool story of, hey, look what Jesus did. I believe he is showing us what he is desiring us to do as well so that we are closer than ever to our father in heaven. And Jesus came in a human form, and I've, I've thought about this multiple times. Okay, so he came in a human form, but he was still God. Um, so why did he have to go through all this? Because he wanted to relate with us in our human form and the struggles that, that, that we have, the, the, the thoughts that we have. The Word of God says he was tempted for 40 days. He had to go through what we went through. And the enemy started the temptation by saying, hey, take this rock and turn it into bread because Jesus was fasting. <laughs> Simple temptation. Take this. Yeah, it's just bread. It's fine, you know. You know. And then he, Jesus answered, right, man is not meant to live on bread alone. And so you see this progression of, of, of Jesus being baptized Coming out of the water, the Holy Spirit fell upon him, and then the Spirit led him into the wilderness. Sometimes we go into the wilderness because God wants to show us something. He wants to teach us something. It's not always a fun time in the wilderness, is it? It's only fun in the wilderness if you're hunting something, not, not when you feel like you're being hunted, you know? And, 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 and so you, you see Jesus come out of this, this temptation he comes out of this, this, this prayer and fasting for 40 days, drawing closer, getting his strength from his father and his father alone. And then his ministry starts. Then the revival starts in, his, in, through, in, in him and through him. 
It's a, it's a beautiful progression of, of what God's wanting to do in our own lives. And this fasting trips us up because we feel like, man, I just don't, I just don't know. And it's become so widespread in the American church, so widely accepted as, eh, fasting's, you know, it's hit or miss. You can do it if you want to. I don't want to push you too much. But if Jesus did it, I think it's important that we do it as well. Remember that this is the preparation time for what's to come. You should always prepare yourself for what's to come. These next three weeks are going to be a preparation time for July. We're going to, we're going to have teachings about going in and reading the Word of God while fasting. What, what does that look like? And it's pragmatical teaching. And then we're going to have a time of what does that look like to like pray while fasting? We're going to have a pragmatical teaching on that. And then we're going to go into, which I'm so excited about because Daniel is going to be speaking to us on Father's Day. We're going to, and he's going to, he might be a father at that point. We don't know. And, and so pray for him that he actually makes it. And, um, but, but he's going to talk about the importance of worshiping while fasting. It's not just depriving yourself of something and then that's it. You don't just deprive yourself of something. You do it with purpose. There's a purpose in it. There's a reason for it because it's, you're taking that time to, to really press into God. Over the years of ministry, I've heard many of the same things come out of people's mouths about fasting. Man, just another thing I got to do. Or how does God expect me to fast when there's so much to be done? I need my nutrients I need my fuel, right? Fasting is not for me. I've tried it and it didn't work. That's the most common thing I've, I've heard throughout my years of ministry. Fasting is just not for me. It didn't work. Or fasting is not for me. It's, it's a good idea, but it's just not for me. How do you know if it's not for you if you've never really actually tried it? That's kind of like your kids going, oh, I don't like that. You've never put that in your mouth. You've never tried macaroni and cheese. Don't, you're not a part of my family if you don't like cheese. I mean, come on. You know? That's one of the most frustrating things as a parent. I don't like that. How do you know you don't like that? You've never tried it. Well, I just don't like it. Then they try it and they like it. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Fasting is not just some biblical idea that we look at and go, that's great. It is something that should be applied and adopted into our personal lives. And I dare to say, on a regular basis. On a regular basis. Now see, some of you are going, there's no way I can fast for 40 days on a regular basis. God's not calling you to fast for 40 days. Well, he may be calling some of you to take a 40-day fast. But I'm be willing to bet that most of us is in this room is he is not calling you or will call you to a 40-day fast at this point because this is new territory. He's going to gradually bring you into something. I believe that wholeheartedly. It's not just about losing weight either, okay? Some of us have a double standard about fasting. Well, I'll fast a little bit. I'll pray a little bit and I get to lose some weight. That's great. No, that's not about that. What we need to start doing now is we need to start asking God now before July, now, today, write this down, start asking God, what kind of fast do you want me to do, Father? 
And the first thing that some people are going is, I don't even know what kind of fast you're t even talking about. I, I don't understand it. Well, guess what? I'm going to explain it to you. It's going to be good, okay? It's going to be good. I, I believe that today and the days leading up into July is, is going to be such a great preparation for us as a church. And as we go through this fast in July, we're going to be doing specific teachings about that in July. And then we're going to come out of the fast together as a church family. And then we're going to spend a couple weeks talking about what did God show us through that fast. There's going to be so many cool testimonies, so many cool things that are going to happen through this time together as a as a church family, but more importantly, what's going to happen within your own family, your own family. I believe restoration is going to come. So the first question is, is what's your objective? Okay, what's your objective? Like, what do you want to see happen? Do you want to see spiritual renewal happen? Do you want to see guidance from God happen? Do you want to see discernment in a certain area of your life? Do you want to do, do, do you want a physical healing? Do you want a revival of, of, of the church? Do you want salvation to the lost? Do you want all of the above? Is there something else that you're looking for? What, what's your objective? Anytime that you go into a fast, you need to know what your objective is. And it may just be, I just want to draw closer to God so that he just leads me in the way that he wants me to go. And that's beautiful, and that's great. And there's many, many uh, instances of that in the Bible of just direction. Father, just direct me. I just, want to, I just want to draw myself closer. And then you've got to look at what kind of fast will you do. These are all going to be in your notes, but there's also a little cheat sheet that we got here. If you don't have one, we have more sitting around here somewhere. Um, grab one of these, put it in your Bible. It's a great cross-reference to look at, but it's also going to be on your notes um, on the app as well. You can download those. You can print them out. You can do all that kind of stuff. But what kind of fast will you do? Will it be a major fast? Now, see, a major fast is 24 hours or longer. That's considered a major fast. If, you're, if you feel like God's calling you to do a major fast, that could be that you do um, um, the first day of the week for four weeks. You do a 24-hour fast every week at the beginning of the week to lead you into the week. It could be, you know, that, or maybe God's asking you to do um, a little bit longer, okay? A minor fast is abstaining for food for a certain amount of time, say from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., okay? I mean, a certain amount of time throughout the day. That's a minor fast. Major is 24 hours or longer. A minor is, is a time slot within a day, okay? Maybe it's a partial fast. You're giving up certain foods in the course of your fast, okay? Now, this, what doesn't count is that I'm going to give up green beans because I never eat green beans, okay? That's not... <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. It could be like a Daniel fast where you're just doing all vegetables, you know what I mean? Um, you know, you got to think about that. Maybe, maybe your partial fast is you're addicted to coffee like I am. If I was to fast coffee, that would, be a, that would be a pretty big deal for me, honestly. One, I would go through incredible pain for the first three days coming off of that caffeine, uh, um, you know, addiction. Um, but and I've done, I've done a coffee fast before, and it was, it was killer, and I was very angry. And that wasn't the right 
that wasn't the right temperament to go through that. You're, the Word of God says, when you fast, Jesus talks about this, says, when you fast, it doesn't say, well, if you decide to, you think it's a good idea to fast, Jesus said, and when you fast, don't be like everybody else and walk around going, I'm fasting, oh, I'm suffering for the Lord. Uh. I took that a little too far. I know. Sorry. But I did that when I was when I was doing a coffee fast. I was like, y'all better stay away from me because I am at coffee. And it, 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 that was my reward right there. The Word of God says when you do that, that's your reward. That's the reward that you get. But when you fast, the Word of God says clean yourself up, brush your hair, brush your beard, you know, make yourself look presentable and go about your day. You don't got to sit there and talk to everybody about how I'm fasting. I'm fasting. Better watch out. I'm fasting. Okay? So... So it could be a, a partial fast, a major fast, a minor fast, or a soul fast, which a soul fast kind of constitutes as you're giving up TV, you're giving up social media, you're giving up something along those, that, that sort, like activity of some sort, that you're soul fasting from that. You're, you're trying to break some ties. Um, social media is a good soul fast, Okay. So how long will you be fasting? This is something that we're preparing ourselves for these next three weeks. Father, show me, show me. He may, has already, he may have already showed you, or you think he's already showed you just at this moment. And what I want you to do is I want you to pray through that. God, is this what you're truly showing me, or is this just an emotional feeling that I'm feeling right now? God, you gotta, I want that discernment in my life, Father, that I can discern what is me or what is you. These next three weeks, preparation, okay? Preparation, it's key, it's huge. How long will you be fasting? Will it be a partial day each week? Will it be a full day each week? Will it be sec- several consecutive days? Will it be several consecutive weeks? Got to look at that, okay? And I know some of us in here go, man, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it big. That's the wrong attitude to have. You're going to fail. You're going to mess up. It's not what God's even calling you to do. It's not always bigger is better with God. It's doing what he's calling you to do. And as I talked about last week, when we go into our prayer times about this, don't just sit here and talk 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 to God. Learn to listen to him. Have a conversation. And the last thing when you're preparing for a fast, whom will you fast with? Now, I know what the Word of God says, you, you keep that to yourself, but there is times in life that, when you, that you need to have a sense of accountability in your life with one another. And God may call you as a family to fast. Um, he may call you just as one person in that family to fast, or he may call the, the whole family, you know, mother, son, uh, father, son, daughter, you know, to fast together as a family unit. Uh, it may be with your roommates, it may be with your church like it is right here and now. Uh, maybe with your small group. Maybe your small group is, is you guys are going through a study and you're feeling, I mean, it's a, it's a universal feeling of, I feel like we need to go on a fast together for our small group, with our small group. And it could, you know, it could be something like that. It could just be a group of friends or whatever. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Sometimes that's really hard to do. Because me, I just want to jump into it. I just want to jump into it right now. But I'm asking God, God, what do you really want me to do? And not just for the month of July, but after that, God. After that, is that a, is that a, you want me to fast maybe 
the first day of every month to prepare myself for that, for that month and to prepare my spirit to receive what you have for me and my family and for this church? Or is it maybe the first day of every week, God? What, what, what is it, God? Because I, I want this to be a part of my life. I want to hunger for God like I've never hungered for God before. When we read in the Bible, Philippians 2.13, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. God's going to give you the power and the will when it, times, when it comes time for you to fast. He's going to give you that power and the will to do it. But I also know, listen, you've you got to give yourself some grace here because there might be a time that you might fail. You might fail in this fast. You might eat something. You might watch something. You may, you may have a moment of weakness. And I've seen it in my own life and I've seen it in other people's lives. See, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And you just give up and you just, you just stomp off and you're like, ah! And God never is going, looking at you going, ah! And so why are you looking at yourself going, ah! No, God is going to encourage you through it. Come on, you can do it. Just, just pick yourself back up. Just, just start again. It's okay. You haven't lost anything with me. I'm watching your heart. I'm seeing your heart. It's okay. We're not going to be perfect. Do you hear me, church? We're not going to be perfect. It's okay. God is always going to encourage you. So I say this with my whole heart. I want to encourage you to find a way to fast that is right for you. That's why you'll never hear me come up here and say, we're going to do a week-long fast together. I want everyone to not eat for seven straight days. We've got to, we've got to spend some alone time with our Father and ask Him, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And I'd be willing to bet, if I had everyone raise their hands, I'd be willing to bet that you think this is a good idea. You're, you're kind of like, I don't know yet, because I see that in some people's faces, and it's okay. But you do believe that God is stirring, and he's showing, and he's directing, and you're just not sure what that looks like right now, and that is okay. That's why we're talking about it now. That's why we're going to be preparing the next three weeks for this fast. That's why we're not going to just, and we failed in this before as a church. 21 days of prayer and fasting at the beginning of the year. We're like, oh, it's on us. All right, here's, here's some notes. This is what you want to pray for. You know, you decide. No, we're going to go into a time of preparation first and really watch God do something new. And maybe God is calling us to do this kind of a fast two times a year, three times a year as a church. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard directly from him yet. But I know that when we come out of July, things are going to look different. Going to look different. There's going to be a surge that happens out of this church. It's going to be like never, something that we've never seen before. God is, God is working. God is working. But I believe as we as his people, we have to prepare ourselves for what he wants us to do. First and foremost, always first and foremost, with your personal relationship with him. Then with your family and then everything else, okay? And I believe that when that happens personally in our own lives, that God is gonna set up this church for an incredible success like we've never seen before. 
because everyone's going to walk with a, a purpose in their step. It's going to be crazy. We're going to see the lay leaders just come out of this church like never before. We're going to see small groups explode. We're going to see people taking care of people like we've never seen before. And we're good at it. We're good at it. But God is going to make us great at it. I believe that wholeheartedly. We're going to see outreach uh, um, like we've never seen outreach before through this church. That is a strength of ours. And we've sat back on that for too long. God is reviving stuff right now. He's reviving stuff. And it's okay. It's good. It's good. It's good. I believe wholeheartedly that when God um, is, is going to show us something absolutely incredible, I believe that. Let me ask you, do you believe that? Do you believe it? You've got to walk into, into what God has for you, just going, okay, God, I don't know how it's going to work. I'm not sure how I'm going to do, but I'm just going to, I'm going to learn to trust you, God. Oh, and I, it's going to be, it's, I know, I know, God. And you're going to have these mind games. But I believe when we do it corporately together, something's going to, something's going to shift. Something's going to shift. Matthew 7, 24, we're almost done. Therefore, anyone, actually, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man. When you hear the word of God and you put that into practice, you're a wise man, a wise woman, okay? You don't have to be great to start. You just have to start to be great, though. You know what I mean? You just got to start. I'm believing for, for a renewed hunger for heavenly things in my own life. This is me personally. I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm going to show you what I'm believing for. I'm believing for freedom that will spring forth from strongholds in my own life because I've got strongholds in my life. I'm desiring a deeper relationship and friendship with God. I, I want intimacy. I want strength and I want security in my Father. I want those deeply in my life because I know God wants me to share that with others. There's more for you. There's more for our church. There's more for our city in Jesus Christ's name. There's more. There's more. There's more. I'm going to leave you with this quote. I'm going to have the band come on up. I'm going to leave you with this quote, and we're going to close. It's from St. Thomas Aquinas, and it says this, Fasting is a perfect quieting of all our impulses, fleshly and spiritual, Fasting is not meant to drag us down, but to still us. It is not meant to distract us from the real, but rather silence us so that we can hear things as they most truly are. Amen. That's so good. That's why I've been kind of rumbling around, God, after July, what, what is it? What is it for me personally? I don't want to silence real things, but I want to see them how they really are. I need to come in a closer relationship with you. I want to, I got to get closer to you because ah, there's so many distractions. There's so many people pulling. There's so much negativity in this world. Like everywhere I look, I flip on the news or I flip on the social feeds, whatever, it's the negative always is outweighing the positive. And I want to give a rich inheritance to our kids. 
I want to leave a rich inheritance here on this island, that this island will be a place, because this was prophesied before we even got down here, that this island is known that to be a place that people come to get away from things, to escape reality, to, to party, to let loose. But it will soon be a place that people will come and they will know who Jesus Christ is. That was prophesied over six years ago on our lives. And I'm bringing that forth back to God going, God, you said this and I'm believing it. I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to not do something because I'm afraid that I might be asking somebody to do something that, you know, maybe they're not ready for or it's just another thing to do for them. That's why God's been laying on our hearts that we've got to stop saying no to good things so we can say yes to great things. And we're saying yes to so many just good things, but they're not the great things of God that he has for us great things of leaving a legacy behind, of building up a, a rich, rich youth ministry and children's ministry. Yes. We don't have the space for that. And I don't want to be a church that turns away people at the door because we haven't, we don't have the provisions set up for them to come in. And I love what God's done on the corner of 20th and post office, but I believe it's time. I believe it's time for something new. And I believe God is stirring that. And I believe there's a lot of things that have to fall into place in order for us to move. And that's us coming together and going, you know what? God, I trust you with my tithe. I trust you with that. And I'm going to trust you with what you're laying on my heart to give toward this next step. And God, I'm going to trust you with what you're calling me to do within this church because I'm trusting you with what you want me to do within my own family, so I should trust you with what you want me to do within my church, my, my community. And I believe God is going to show us some incredible things. I really do. I really do. And I believe revival starts with our preparation. true revival starts with our preparation and chasing after God and seeking Him. Seeking Him. It's going to be a beautiful thing. I'm going to encourage you to get on Amazon today and order this book. It's 11 bucks on Amazon. You can go to a different, um, you can go to himpublications.com and I think you can get it for $7.99 there. I don't know. Um, but I'm going to encourage you to get this book, and I'm going to encourage you to start reading it. it. This book, if you just sat down and just read it straight through, you could read it in under an hour. And that's coming from a guy that does not read a lot. Okay? For some of you speed readers, you'd be done in 15 minutes, and you amaze me, and I want your power. Okay? But, but for me, I, I read this in, in under an hour, and then I read it again, and I've got so many notes, and I've got so many pages cornered, and I just it's just so good. It's just a a simple, short conversation on prayer, fasting, and revival for beginners like me. It's beautiful. It's beautiful what God showed Pastor Dave Clayton and his family and what happened through this time. It's crazy. And I'm believing that God is stirring something new for us, us here on this island. And I'm telling you, it's not just us reading this book. 
I know other pastors right now that God is, is, is speaking to right now about what he's wanting us to do. And we're going to set up a system. We're figuring it out right now. We're going to set up a system where we can pray for every man, woman, and child on this island. <laughs> I can't tell you what's going to happen, but I know it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. It's going to be remarkable. It's, it's just going to be crazy. Father God, we, we come before you right now. And God, we're just thankful. Thankful for this time. We're thankful for your word. We're thankful for what you're showing us, God, as, you, as your kids. And God, we know that we need more. Father, I pray that desire just continues to well up on the inside of us, Lord Father. God, that we won't just be satisfied with, with being normal. God, we we only be satisfied when we chase wholeheartedly after you. And God, I'm so thankful for so many of us in this room that I've already made that decision. And God, they're going to play a key part in what you're doing. And Father, I know that you're stirring that amongst all of us in this room right now. God, to come after you wholeheartedly. To learn to say no to good things. To say yes to your great things for our life. So, Lord, help us to prepare, to prepare how you're going to speak to us, what you're going to show us, Lord Father, God, what you're going to say to us. Prepare our hearts, our souls, our minds right now, Lord God, to receive what you have for us personally so that, God, we can continue to be the city changers that you're calling us to be. Yes, Father, yes. 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 If you're in this room this morning, you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but something is tugging at your heart, pulling at your heart, let me tell you that's Jesus. I want you just to pray this, this prayer with me right now, right where you're at. That's you. Heavenly Father, I come before you right now. I thank you for this time. I thank you for what you showed me personally. But more importantly, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, that you sent to die on that cross for me. And right now, I ask him into my heart, forgive me of my sins, make me new, in Jesus Christ's name, amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's a couple things I would love for you to do. First, share this message with your friends and your family or, or share it online. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to give to help us reach others, please go to valiantchurch.com and click the giving button. And I'll see you next time on the Valiant Podcast.